0: Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leaskos. Come on in. everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back once again to the show that has a unique beginning where we don't do the same thing that we do every time we say something new about like, "Ah, you thought I was going to be like, ah, the show and it ends and stuff. And I didn't do that this time. I was just like, Bing bing bow, you go left, I go right. Nobody knows where it's coming from. Whatever. Welcome to From the Outside Looking In, a show about everything, a show about nothing, a show about me, a show about you, a show about Ted Cruz in Cancun called Weekend at Teddy's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, welcome to From the Outside Looking In, where we take a non-geeky look at geek culture or a geeky look at non-geek culture. Whatever. We like sports. We like football. There was games and fights shit and all sorts of stuff going on and comic books and Batman and we're gonna talk about Wonder Woman it's gonna be so much fun whatever we talk about the things we like and hopefully you like some of that too and listen and maybe have a laugh or two I am Andy Liascos with me as
1: always the Tony Coach to my Steve Kerr oh Patrick is that's not a bad one I like that one
0: yeah yeah right yeah just a little point guard action you know what I mean like, I like that. yeah
1: yeah. yeah. I like that. Especially when you're watching um uh what was that last Jordan documentary? What do they call? It? Last Dance. Oh, the and Last sh- Dance. The yeah, Last and they Dance. They show oh. like they show mm. when they played against Ku in um oh in the, in Olympics. the Olympics. Yeah. And then Ku ends up on on the Bulls and it's just such a great um such a great thing. I, I got to watch that again. I can I can't get enough of that.
0: Oh, it was, it was so good cuz they just fucking they like they dominated Ku Coach just like oh, all yeah. day, every day, just like fucking embarrassing him, right? Like, because everybody was like, he's the best player in the world that's not in the NBA. And Jordan was like, yeah, fuck you. And I
1: took that personally. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, t- I took that shit personally. <laughs> and he did. And then he fucking dominated him. Yeah, it is a great, it's a great fucking documentary. I've been watching actually a, a lot of sports documentaries on Amazon, on Prime. Okay. If, um there's been uh, uh, several good ones. Uh, I definitely, if you like a good sports documentary like I do, um, I don't know why. I just really love sports documentaries. Uh, but Making Coco, okay, is the story of Grant Fuhr.
1: No way. That's a They have a documentary oh, on Grant Fuhr, yeah, called oh Making Coco.
0: And it's fan-fucking-tastic. Cool. All right. Uh, then there's another one called Tough Guy, and that's a uh, Bob Probert documentary. Nice, okay. nice. And then there's another one called uh, "Soul on Ice," and it's the story of uh, the the history of of uh, black players within hockey. Awesome. All right, and uh, w- what's interesting is the uh, the actual and like if if anybody's feeling real woke and being like it should be African American, I'm gonna point out that people of color in Canada are not American. Right. So I'm True. going I'm going with the preferred pronoun in that situation. was it
1: right? Grant Fuhrer? Wasn't Grant Fuhrer? <laughs> Fuhr, um... Absol- absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 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 He was he was, he was, was half uh, half um, mm-hmm. black. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And he's also in Soul on Ice as cool. is like is, as is like P.K. Subban and stuff like that. And um, uh, Wayne William Simmons. And, uh, Wayne Simmons is 100 percent in there for sure. All right. Right. Yeah. I. So when I was uh, in the early 2000s or, or the late, like really late 90s, like whatever my first job was at SPC. So like it was probably 2000. Right. Like right on the head. um I was in a fantasy hockey league and one of my colleagues who was African-American because he was American. Right. Right. Uh, uh-huh. he, his the name of his fantasy hockey team was 19 brothers in the league. Uh, which is oh yeah, man which is fantastic i'll never forget it. i was like that that's great that's great and it, no, oh, man, it really I, was at that time there was 19 brothers in the league and i
1: could never do and i remember this when like the sporting news was doing it back in the day like you would get like uh you'd get like a cap and you have to blow your cap on like players and stuff and i could never do hockey and baseball and basketball all that stuff that you would have games like three or four times a week i was like no i can't do it this is too much yeah
0: yeah i still do much. the ya i i didn't do it this season but I, normally at work i uh, uh i have a, a yahoo fantasy hockey league uh, the, okay i it, it's easier for me than like the the football one right but then again i don't follow anything other than the bears right and like, yeah that's, that's i mean i right.
1: don't even do i don't even do like uh like soccer like they have english premier league fantasy leagues and i don't even get into that and it's just like i just don't have the i don't care I'm sorry.
0: Right, right. Like I couldn't do
1: baseball. You
0: know what I mean? Like no. a, like 162 games, like get the no. fuck out of here.
1: You know what I mean? Not at all. I can't I can't do it. Yeah.
0: No, I'm it's with you. I, I like 82 games. Even for me that's a stretch. But what's nice about the fantasy hockey, uh you can set your lines for the week. Right. So you don't it's not like you have to go in and manage your team every day. I could go in on a Sunday, set my line for the entire week, but then I would need to, like, make any adjustments if somebody goes on the IR or whatever. Right. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Well,
1: don't you have to don't you have that don't you have that situation where, like, a team will have, like, one more game in a week than another team. And so you want to, like, plan accordingly or.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you right. change your, but you can go in and change your line each day. So for okay. the entire week I could go in and set my line for Monday, set my line for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know what I mean? So I could set my lines off of my bench based on who's playing. Right.
1: How many players would you even have on a team?
0: Um, you basically have, shit, I can't remember. You can set it, right. You can also like set it to have a deeper bench yeah, but but generally you have four defense players, um, six forwards, and two goalies. I believe is well on, on a team, on a, on a fantasy team. Yes. Okay, yeah. that's
1: not your starting lineup. Your starting lineup is like your six man, your normal six man team.
0: Your normal five man team, three forwards ideally, and two defensemen. You don't and do a goalie. a goalie. Yeah, yeah. And so six.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Six. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Five right. line and five line and a goalie. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow no and then what? but what sucks is sometimes depending on the schedule right and you you don't have a very deep bench you might only have your keeper in a fantasy game right because none of your forwards or defensemen are playing that day so like on a day like a sunday where there's not a lot of games you may not, not have somebody playing right but yikes the fucking the the perils of fantasy hockey but but other than that pat What's going on in the world today, bud?
1: <laughs> Speaking of sports, I don't know what burns my biscuits. What grinds your gears, What grinds bud? my gears? Um, I am, you know, I'm watching soccer. And, you know. As you I'm, are known
0: to do. As, as you I want to do. Yes.
1: Um, and so, you know, this year I have, which is very convenient, the, uh, the Disney package where it's Disney, you know, Disney Plus, uh, Hulu and ESPN plus. Cause I, you know, I, I watch, yep. um, I watch a bunch of soccer through there and then I have some odd logins to watch, um, the English premier league. So I can watch Manchester United. Who's my team. Um, shouts to Vaz. He's a gooner and nobody's I, I, perfect.
0: I didn't know you were a man, you guy. I don't, I don't know why I didn't know that.
1: I am like a fan of reds worldwide. So it's like, you know, the okay, Red Devils, gotcha. um, yeah. Bayern Munich are the Reds um you know stuff like that like you know teams in that vein um and then basically anybody who's like got a good uh like a like a solid club like like FC st Pauli is a german club in the second division they're in hamburg but their club is a very um it's a very inclusive club like they are staunchly anti-fascist um, they are anti-racist they are anti all that stuff they are very inclusive of everyone like um and you know they're against like homophobia and transphobia and all that stuff and they're very out about it and and it it creates a really great vibe amongst the supporters and so like I've come to like love this club as like another club sure sure just because their message is like so so awesome so um, now that streaming has gone the other direction where we've gone from consolidation now back to breaking everything up um the english premier league was primarily on nbc sn which was great and i can watch that through comcast not a big deal um you know cool well They're deciding to, you know, NBC Universal is deciding. Well, you know, I think at the end of the year they're actually going to shut down NBCSN as a station anyway. Like, in general. Wow. Okay. Um, And they have their they have their content streaming app Peacock, and now they're saying, hey, we're going to move all this content behind this other paywall. Well, it's kind of stupid to, you know, move content like. You have to get Comcast. So, you need to get basic cable. Then, you need yep. to get a sports package to get NBCSN because they have it on an upper tier of sports. So, not only do you have to buy the, a normal Comcast package, you also have to buy an extra sports tier to get this. So, you're already paying extra. Right. Well, now, they're going to like, well, we're going to kill this ca- this channel and we're going to put it behind a whole separate paywall right. on our streaming app. And it's like, you know what? I think we're, I all, hope, just, we're all getting hope- done with this. Yeah, I hope Peacock fails
0: so badly, right? Because like it is it is stupid, in my opinion, right, for a free broadcast channel or network, right? NBC, right, to have a streaming platform that features its content. Which right. which the majority of it, the most popular of it, the Saturday Night Live, The Office, those kind the of Office, shit, yeah. right? Are all free network broadcast shows. Right. Right. Like, they're not a premium channel, but now they're going to have a premium streaming service.
1: Well, like, The Office, it's a good good point that you brought that up. The it Office on, used to be on – it was on Netflix. Uh, yes, and now it's not. And now it's not. And now they're putting it behind a paywall. And then there's also, like, an additional paywall – on top of the paywall. So it's like you can get pay, you can get Peacock, but if you pay us even more on top of that, we'll give you ad-free stuff and we'll give you some like extra content, like ad-free episodes with some extra content that you, you know, extra scenes that you might not have seen um, when the original, the episodes originally ran. Right. I don't want that.
0: Yeah. I don't really care. No, I, I agree. Yeah, it, it's not, it's getting to the point where streaming services, which were, amazing right are now like i'm like I, i'm fucking over it like I, i'm at the point where i'm considering dropping netflix as a, as a provider right because the content is just not there like a lot of it is like these sort of pseudo reality shows and shit like that that i'm just not into right i don't i don't care about any of that like they they used to make excellent excellent shows original True. series right, right. Right. And and they were really really one of the first streaming platforms that w- was really on top of of producing original quality content. Yeah, yeah, you know I, I mean, agree. and I feel like since then Hulu is caught up. Right, um, Hulu, Hulu does have some good original content that I do enjoy. Uh, Handmaid's Tale, for example, was okay. was, a, was a quality show um there's not a lot on hulu but there's some um hellstrom was on hulu hellstrom was on hulu uh marvel runaways was originally on hulu as well right um uh and um maybe cloak and cloak and dagger uh, cloak and
1: dagger started on a, a separate channel and then it moved to hulu okay um what about like so you know it's not necessarily a hulu production but Letterkenny is done in association with yes hulu
0: now. yes yeah and i that's a show that i can't live without right, like right. That Agreed. Show, yeah that's it's an
1: amazing but, series here's the thing you you get you get hulu along with disney plus and along disney, with espn plus. plus
0: right so I, I just watched fights last night i watched a lot of things on Disney Plus, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah, Star Wars, all the time. Marvel shit, and then plus just you know classic Disney movies and things like that. It's a great streaming service. Hulu is a good streaming service. Yeah, I Netflix has really like without season four of Stranger Things, you know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot, there's not a lot right now keeping me with Netflix. Right?
1: You no, know, I mean, I have I have a bunch of stuff in my queue that I want to watch, but it's all like you know like old Kung Fu movies and um right. you know some. There are, some, um, there are some, there are some, there are some docu series and type stuff that I watch. We just watched the Night Stalker, um, which you know, I yeah, think... yeah
0: some some of those series are good. Like I, I did watch a little bit of the Night Stalker,
1: and I some, think it's like th- as a general, you got to try this. Um, the Night Stalker was an excellent uh, miniseries, like a documentary yep. of the. Um, you know, the Night Stalker killer in, in California, California um, it yeah. was, a, it was in a, it was a really interesting series. If you get into that kind of stuff. And, and I do, I think it was, I I think my, my chiropractor suggested it. He was like, yeah, you got to check this out. And I was like, yo, I'm in. I was like, I, I, I totally am into this stuff because yeah. it's, I love that kind of, you know, that kind of crime, um, those kind of crime documentaries and stuff. Like right, I, right. We, we were, and, we and, were children when, when it happened. So we never even cared. You know what I mean? Right. And um, so and
0: serial killers are always, you know, what I mean, it's always something uniquely interesting about that, right? That yeah, draw, oh yeah. draws you in. And Richard Ramirez, you know, definitely. Seriously. Yeah. So I think, I
1: think the one thing that you can do to, you know, with all this content madness is you can almost follow like. Follow the stocks, right? So, follow Netflix's stock, which I should have bought in when I was like, you know, in, in like 25 years ago when I was getting DVDs sent to me in the mail and I was like, this is really cool. And I didn't yeah. think like this <laughs> right. is a stock opportunity because right, I was right, like, right. Oh, I was, you know, that wasn't uh, that's not where my head was at, but um, you know, their stock is astronomical. I mean, I think it's like 200 300 a share, yeah. And as they got as they grew and grew and grew, I think everyone decided like, "Hey, we need to claw back this content," and I think that's where this these issues have started to come back from. And you know, so now like, you know, on another sports front, like if I want to watch the Champions League, which is the European um, club championship that they run every year, you have to do that on CBS's um, streaming platform. Um, and but. That's only for the Champions League. That's not for their lower tier cup. Their lower tier cup, the UEFA cup, isn't on CBS. It's on a whole nother thing. I think I don't even remember why I had to watch a game this week and I think it was on like ESPN somewhere, but I think it was like a yeah. different like a, a like a tertiary ESPN channel I had never heard of. Yeah, but ESPN I was able to stream A-D-O-Tro. it. Yeah, yeah, seriously. It was like En yeah, right, vivo. Right. Like well, En Vivo's yeah. live, but that's totally different. So but yeah, like It's just getting out of hand and it's getting really frustrating. And I had to go through this two years ago with Fox, um, Fox, uh, their streaming app. They had a sports streaming app where. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they had the Champions League. They had the Bundesliga. They had like uh, Scottish uh, Premier League football. They had um, international stuff. And then all of a sudden they would they would lose all this stuff but then they raised the price. And I was like, no, nope, I'm done. Like, as soon as I found out, like the German league went to ESPN, I was like, I'm out. I was like, I'm done. I'm like, I'm not, and I'm sure that their whole streaming service probably went to the trash. I don't even know where, you know, like I've never looked because who would use it? What would you use it for? Right. Um, you can't get, you can't get like baseball or anything like, you know what I mean? You can't get mainstream sports there because they've always had their own
0: yeah sports apps mlb network and all that other shit yeah right. you know what i mean so, so props props to amazon prime for not uh charging an additional fee for their streaming platform just it's just part of my yearly membership and my free right. delivery you know right. now they like,
1: you know they may over time increase the price a little bit i know netflix has increased their price by like a buck yeah, or two yeah it's fucking annoying man
0: like and you got to pay extra for hd content which
1: is bullshit right. as well you know what right. i mean So I've got to pay like, I think I'm paying like 14 something a month for, you know, their HD content because that's what I, you know, I got to have the Mm -hmm. HD content and, you know, and that's fine and everything. But I think we're getting to the point where I think the next thing is going to be the crackdown on like logins, um, which is going to be a mess.
0: That's going to suck.
1: Yeah. Well, it's going to suck for them because it's going to drive even more people away. Right. Right. Like. You know, I get X logins, right? Like, I have a login. It doesn't matter, like, you know, if my local family members are going to share that login because we're often at somebody else's house.
0: Yeah. And so it's
1: not uncommon for us to watch content at someone else's house while there's something going on.
0: or, Or what about when, you know, things get back to normal? And I know I've done this plenty of times. I've gotten, you know, gone down the shore, gotten an Airbnb. And they have smart TV there, and I log into my accounts there. You know what I mean? Like, that shit does happen. Right. They're going to be like,
1: "Nope, you're not even in your home state. We're going to say no. We're going to have to, yep, that's going to be a no for me, dog. And then you're not going to be able to use it. You know? (laughs)
0: How did I just, it just dawned on me. How did we get on this topic? Because we've been been going on it for a while.
1: (laughs) It's burning my biscuits, and it's been burning them hot. And so I'm just like, but there's so many different and that's that's why this is such a like such a weird issue. Like there's so many different instances where this is just frustrating and infuriating. Like, oh, you know, yeah, I just, you know, so I, I think there I think that boycotts are going to be in the works. I know that Peacock people are like the sports people, like people who watch like Premier League um, uh, soccer. They're already like, we're not going to pay for this. And when nobody pays for it, you're going to lose out because nobody's going to watch it right it's like i i like
0: to watch it but there's only a certain amount of money that i'm willing to spend for it and right. if if we go over that and then i'm like i'm just gonna have to look at this the scores and the highlights online yep. and, and call it a fucking day right because yep. if you think i'm paying 120 bucks a season to follow a sport that that i love right i'm not doing that i'm not doing that i'd rather you know again like i i live out of market for the for the hawks right, right. but right. but at, at the time the NHL package, it's just too much money, right? For me to catch probably about 50% of those games. You right. know what I mean? Like because I'm not gonna be able to watch everyone. Let's be realistic, right? So like I'll just I'll follow social media, I'll watch the highlights, and that's what I get. You know
1: what I mean? And, and you're lucky a- that you're lucky that you're even your team's out of market. If you were like in if you were like a Flyers fan and you were local to Philly and you were trying to watch the, the Flyers game on NHL network. That ain't gonna happen. Yeah, that right. That ain't gonna happen. Because they're gonna well, black no. that out. And yep. so it's like, well, now why am I paying the NHL for NHL's content when the NHL is blacking out their content on local local, you know, area networks. So I think they have to, you know, I think they, they you know, have to get this under control. But I, I think boycotts really are gonna be where it's gonna be done. Like that kind of, you know, direct action is gonna be where it's gonna be done. And some of this is the it speaks to the economics of like cable television. Like this is why ESPN costs so much. This is why your cable bill is so high because 60% of your cable bill is basically sports because the licensing rights for sports are so astronomical. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, it's true. They got to pick and choose. Yeah. But, so, uh,
0: so that burns both of our biscuits, grinds our gears, but also speaking of sports, we w- we watched a few sporting events lately.
1: Yeah, yeah, we got to shift over to like, you know, we're gonna call it a mixed media moment. But there's just there's been a lot of sports, mixed sports as a mixed yeah, sports yeah. moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, hitting balls and shooting stuff and punching guys in the, and the
1: face and then boom, psh, hitting doo, in the five hole out.
0: Yeah, Ooh, we got to yeah, work yeah. on that one. It's a new yeah, 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 one. yeah. That's a, that's a new one. That's a that's a new new uh, new beat we just dropped on y'all. Yeah. Right. just sounds like the
1: other beat but you know whatever yeah right now but it's fucking it's totally different it's totally different (laughs) so what do you want to hit
0: first well let's talk about the fucking you know the big game right america's game the super duper bowl Uh, the super duper bowl right which like you know for me so football is, is the most popular sport in america i believe right yeah i mean i do like football again it's not my favorite sport so, like, to me, like, you know, I did watch the uh, Super Bowl because mainly Tom Brady, right? You know what I mean? Like, I, like let's see what Brady's doing. Uh, but had it been, you know, had it been, like, I don't know, like the Falcons and the Seahawks or something like that, I probably wouldn't have tuned in. Unlike the Stanley Cup, which I will watch. I don't give a shit who's playing, right? Like, I'll watch all playoff hockey. Yeah, this was a
1: fun. unique matchup, and I think that's why I wanted to watch it. And, and you know, I foolishly... Um, I foolishly rooted against Tom Brady, which is, you know, that's my own fault, but you know, I'm stubborn and um, hands fucking
0: down the goat. There is, there is no debate on it. Like, I don't care if you don't like Tom Brady, that is fine. I'm not a huge fan of him, but like, dude is the best fucking quarterback to ever play the game of football.
1: Yeah. I mean, for the longest time I was a Joe Montana guy and I believe that like, you know, the way that. Joe Montana and the um, paradigm shifting West coast offense changed football. Um, It's gotten to the point where like I, you know, part of my argument is the league has gotten super soft on quarterbacks and like to the point where they're, you know, what was it? 10 years ago, 15 years ago, they created a rule to protect Tom Brady from losing at home to the Raiders. (laughs) Right. Right. So like they literally created a rule um and that was part of that's part of my hatred of the patriots is like they deserve to lose that game um you know in the snow at their house to a west coast team but um the league protected them. Plus, the league has gone so far to protect quarterbacks from getting hurt, whereas like when when we were growing up, we're watching dude, we're watching Joe Theismann's leg getting snapped in half on Monday Night oh, TV yeah, for live, sure, for sure, for sure, um, you know, because you know getting snapped by a coke-fueled Lawrence Taylor because that was the sport, right? Um, but now it's like you know, after the guy's been in like you know one fifth of the Super Bowls that they've ever had, it's like all right, you know, I kind of have to, you know. And I'll make excuses for the Chiefs, you know, losing your left tackle, you know, the round before, um, is, you know, and having, having your quarterback basically on half of one foot, you know, that kind of hurts you a lot, but. They also didn't change anything to protect that or to get away from nah. you know keeping him in the pocket so he could get murdered instead of like trying to get either get him out of the pocket because it's like, yo, you can have surgery in the offseason. You want to win a Super Bowl, break your foot thirteen times in the Super Bowl, who cares, you still win. But they didn't do anything to get him out of the pocket or to get the ball out of his hands faster. And that's, you know, that's indicative of Andy Reid being a kind of a mediocre coach when it comes to those kinds of adjustments. But but yeah, I mean, Brady, you know, they, they killed it. So, and I mean, it's like, it's not like it was a close competitive
0: game, even mm. with all those things that the chiefs had going on negatively against them. It's not like it was a scrappy game. No, it they wasn't. Got, they got fucking dominated. The like, not only did Tom Brady look fucking amazing, right? Like, cause he did, he looked yeah. fucking great. Right. Like, and, and I, and I get it. I, you know, I, I like Joe Montana. I like Dan Marino a lot as well. Fair. I feel like Marino is an underrated quarterback. Um, just because the dolphins are kind of fucking terrible. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you know what I mean? Like the dolphins weren't a great team. They did. Marino and the dolphins did stop us from getting a perfect record in 85. Like, so fuck them. Right. But, <laughs> And then the year before, the '84 Bears lost to the '49ers in Joe Montana in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. So we should have been back to back, but we weren't. That's like one of the hardest things to do. But whatever. Um. So yeah. But I forget where I was going with this. Uh. The Buccaneers defense looked unfucking believable. So they looked fucking. I like. I wasn't expecting that. I don't know why. Probably because I, I haven't kept up with the Buccaneers in the last couple of years. Like yeah, I didn't I mean, really know Devin where they White... were.
1: Devin White really turned it on in the playoffs. And for a rookie linebacker to come in and like really kind of start tearing stuff up in into playoffs like that, there were, you know, and there was always a chance that, you know, and they got my boy Donkey Kong Su, yeah. um, you know, who's like a terrible human being, but he's like a beastly um defensive lineman. Um but yeah, I mean their their defense really came on late in the year, and um they really, you know, they did what they needed to do in the Super Bowl, and, and you know, they did the right thing. They shut down Tariq Hill. And that totally changed the, the whole game around and they put a lot of pressure on Mahomes and oh, yeah, they didn't yeah. and they did not make any adjustments and I turned the game off at halftime. Oh yeah, because it was done. It was yeah. done done. It was done before half-time. that,
0: but yeah, right. Yeah. 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 But yeah, Tom Brady,
1: well that's his what, sixth ring or yeah. sixth ring in ten tries. That's unbelievable. It really, it's really unbelievable. He's like, he's like Oh for four against the NFC East, but like yeah. he's like six and zero against everybody else. It's unreal. Yeah, like yeah. I'm sure I'm exaggerating a little bit, but but I mean it really is like unbelievable. Um, and then you know the 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 silver lining is that it just is total egg on the face of Bill Belichick, which is like I'm totally fine with. You know. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. Like, for sure. F yeah. that guy. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, not much he could say. Like it was a pure domination, right? It was a vastly unentertaining game. You know what I mean? Unless like um yeah, you know, it 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 reminds me of the Simpsons, like, you know, like where like Ralph's like, stop, he's already dead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's what it was like it was yeah. like oh my god just stop this so the like, funniest they're... thing
1: the funniest thing i'd seen after the fact was like a week later i wasn't even we was like the, the week after somebody would you know you know how twitter is like people give too much credence to people on twitter like people just say stuff and it's like oh my god this guy said something on twitter it's like nobody cares but um you know one guy tried to say that tom brady was the greatest athlete ever He's the greatest athlete ever. He's Man. like forty three, and he played in a Super Bowl at the most protected position in a game. You know that he barely gets touched. Right. Um, I, I I brought that up with a coworker because we vehemently disagree with that view. We think that's total trash. Um, I mean, the greatest the the greatest athlete or and or team player ever, probably Wayne Gretzky. Um, oh yeah. You know when you like really look at it, it's probably well, Wayne Gretzky. Yes, and I. Did just
0: watch a documentary on Wayne as well. Again on Amazon Prime. There's a tons, tons of sports documentaries. Oh yeah, I didn't realize Prime. that,
1: man. I totally got to check that out now.
0: I watched one on the '85 Bears. I was, I was so fucking nice. happy.
1: Believe me, it was, yeah, it was, yeah.
0: But I think yeah, that part, of, g- that part of the argument got a little absurd. Gretz, Gretzky really brought athleticism to hockey because he wasn't a big, strong guy, right? But he could use his speed. He could use his agility. He could use being able to go side by side or side to side. And like, I mean, definitely the most dominant athlete in any
1: sport. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, you know, the, the, the eighties were like a, like the halcyon days of the NHL. Like when you really think about it, like Gretzky entered the league in like 80 after they uh absorbed his WHL team. Yeah. Right. And for the first, like five years of the eighties, the guy was putting up, like, 150 to 200 points a season, which is, like, uh, yeah. unheard of. Yeah. And then in, like, I think it was, like, 84, Lemieux came into the league, and he was doing, like, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, like, unreal. And the funny, like, one of the funny things, like, for all the Pittsburghers out here, like, like these front-running Pittsburghers. Sorry, guys. Um, I got to watch some footage from the draft uh, I guess it was '84. I think when Lemieux got drafted, he wouldn't go up on stage, and they because they hadn't negotiated a, a contract yet. He was, you know, they were they were negotiating contracts. Like they said, we're going to draft you, and he was like, yeah, whatever. And they sent, you know, like a they had like a like this like this. Sp- you know whoever the sport whoever was sport you know was telecasting or whatever the draft they go out to Lemieux in the audience in, in like you know wherever he was at in the crowd and, and they're like talking to him like hey why are you not up there with like the Penguins and he's like I don't think I don't I don't feel like they really want me like he says this on air he's like I don't feel like they really want me it's like that's amazing. I was That's like, amazing. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I was like, that is amazing. And now he that, basically owns the Penguins because they basically had to give him the team because they, you know, they went in the tank. Well, so you know. Yeah, or. yeah,
0: they they were yeah they were they were really down. So like he, he like it's crazy, and 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 it's it's it's. it's sad or weird or something to think like, what would Mario Lemieux's career have been? Mario Lemieux's Lemieux's career is amazing. Right. But what would it have been if there had not been that huge gap of it ending short because of cancer? Oh yeah, for sure. Right. Like what would that career be? Um, you know, he's already a legend in the sport. Uh, yeah. I mean, like scored his first NHL goal on, on on the first shift of his first game as a pro. I mean, it's, it's fucking amazing. And, um, Yeah, so, but yeah, there's an amazing Wayne Gretzky. I I haven't found a Mario Lemieux documentary. I would be in on that. There is also a documentary called The Russian Five. Uh, Ooh. Fire. 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 Like, about, like, the Red Wings, like, basically, like, fucking stealing uh, Fedorov. Like, smuggling him out of the country and shit. It's unbelievable. It's great. Oh, my God. There's early
1: 90s Red Wings teams with, like... Fedorov and Konstantinov and oh my yeah. they were so yes. good. Yes. Laryanoff
0: uh, was on there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. They were so good. So good. So Vladdy. Oh uh, God.
1: It's those so are the good. days. But now, like, if you got a Fedorov rookie card, nobody wants it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Nah, I just I'll, gave away like a ton of well, I didn't give them away. I sold them. I had like a I had like a binder full of cards. It was like a lot of like early 90s hockey. And some, a little bit of baseball, nothing really bad. I think I got like 20 bucks for it. I, I just needed to move it. I didn't want it anymore. It didn't, it didn't have value to me. Um, I, I've been moving through some cards, um, just auctioning off stuff, trying to get some things out of my, you know, just out of my, you know, possession and right. making a ton of money in the process, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, like the hockey, those early nineties overproduced hockey cards, you'll never get anything for just because like, I got a Yager rookie. It's like graded. It's like you know, a perfect card, but nobody wants it. Nobody knew, wants like, it. Yeah. Nobody wants it. I get like a dollar for it. I got a, I got a Dominic Hossack rookie gem mid 10. Nobody wants it. Yeah. So oh, that sucks. Yeah. that's yeah. crazy. But I also but, got like, I got a bunch of Gretzky cards from like 79 through like 84. Oh, people that want those, I won't though. even, yeah. I won't get rid of those though.
0: Yeah. Right. I love right. those. Yeah. Because you want them too. Because I want mean? them. Yeah. No, that's fucking great. Yeah. But yeah, so fucking sports happen, but that's not the only thing that we uh talk about here is sports. Sometimes we talk about other mixed media moments. Mixed like, mixed martial arts moments? Well, mixed martial arts moments for sure, right? Um, yeah. Uh so the other the other thing we did watch a big fight recently. Um Connor McGregor. I'm
1: you gonna report. you talk while I make a a Jim and Cook.
0: Yeah, there you go. There you go. So speaking of whiskey, uh, Conor McGregor and his <laughs> proper 12 brand whiskey uh, stepped back into the octagon once again to face uh, Dustin Poirier, Dustin the Diamond Poirier, uh, a rematch uh, from a, a fight at featherweight that they had uh, for the vacant UFC 155 belt, um, uh, or was I don't, maybe it wasn't for the vacant title. Uh... I, 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 I don't it's think It's gotten it was. weird.
1: It's gotten really weird with those titles because, because yeah. of um leaving. Yeah. It.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it was for an interim belt or not, right? But uh I, I I think they so anyways, Conor McGregor made his return. He actually looked really sharp in the first round. Um I thought, oh man, he's he's got this. He beat Dustin before. Uh but Dustin with those those calf those kicks. Those kicks, dude. Oh, he fucked his leg up. And then yeah. when, when his leg was fucked up, then just unloaded with the hands, caught Connor and knocked him out clean in the second round.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. um, you know, like like Poirier made a point to say, like, I am not the same fighter that I was when we fought. And I, and they fought like seriously, when did they they fought like six years ago. Like it oh, was yeah, a yeah. while ago. Yeah. And Poirier was true to it. And you know what? He had a he had a solid game plan. Yeah. Solid. Yeah, absolutely. Just took yeah. away all the leverage that, that McGregor had and just blew him up with those calf kicks, just like blowing up the leg with those calf kicks. And, um, Oh, you know, it was
0: nasty. Connor had to be helped out of the ring after. The oh yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, so it was nasty. It was, I do sh- like,
0: it, it was weird, right? Because Connor kept it real classy during all the media and stuff like that, which is like, you know, like not his thing. Um, but you know, like whatever, it was a good fight. Uh, it, thoroughly enjoyable the first round i mean it was a short fight it was two rounds right uh the the i i felt like connor won the first round i am not a huge connor mcgregor fan but I, uh, I think you could clearly give him that first round uh although dustin did land uh a fair amount of damage with those calf kicks and um yeah then that second round that was it it was dumb, yeah
1: i mean right? i i think he's been i think he's been classier because you know, one the legal issues, right? Like, oh, for
0: sure. I saw for the video sure.
1: footage of him like getting into a fight at a pub in in like Ireland or whatever. You know, like getting into trouble and stuff. Like, he, he like punched like an old dude or something yeah, at the yeah, bar. Oh, it was yeah, just insane. Yeah. yeah. So you know, between between the legal trouble and you know he's not been a real effective fighter in his last number of fights. Like you know the <laughs> the you know the Cowboys Cerrone fight notwithstanding. Right, he
0: beat Cerrone. Cerrone is way past his prime. Love way past Donald, his prime. Love Donald Cerrone, but he's done. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's done. So the big question is, so, you know, without, without Khabib, who's done? And it doesn't sound like he's going to come back. I don't think he's going to come back. Um, without really Habib and without, and without Connor, who is really like, the shine is off. Where, you know, where does the UFC go in that... You know, that, that welterweight, the, lightweight, li- and that where lightweight does, division. So a yeah. t- two part question. Where do they go in that division? And then where does Connor where does this leave Connor McGregor? Like it kind of leaves him out in the wilderness.
0: I feel like Connor McGregor. So I think in the lightweight division, I think the next logical fight to make is Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler, who also fought that night. Uh, Former Bellator champion, uh, Chandler, fucking probably the best lightweight outside of the UFC. He won in dominating fashion the fight before in the co-main event. So, you know, it's an easy argument to make the Michael Chandler, Dustin Poirier fight for the title. I think that's the next fight that they should make for sure. Probably the next fight that'll happen for the lightweight belt uh for connor i mean i think it's just on to super fights for him you know what i mean i think he could still be relevant in the division if he wants to right but i mean i think i, I think this is the anderson silva moment of his career yep. you know what yeah. i mean like i i think it's it's so it's bigger main event fights but maybe you know maybe not for a title i don't you know. know here's the you question I mean?
1: did connor mcgregor play himself by you know, getting too big for his britches and moving up weight classes and back. in, you know, like he, you know, he went up, he went up weight classes to fight, um, um, Nate, Nate Diaz to, to fight Nate. Yeah. And, you know, instead of just staying in his, like, especially after the Jose auto fight, where like the whole thing shifted, he got, he started getting too big for his britches and decided I want to go up weight and I want to fight other guys. And I yeah, think it was pod- great that he held two belts, but yeah. I feel like that's where he played himself.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to – it's hard to say. He cut a lot of weight to make 145, and even though there's only 10 pounds of difference between 145 and 155, when when you're cutting down from, you know, probably 180 to 190 somewhere in there, you know what I mean? Like when your walk weight, you know what I mean? Like that that that's a huge difference. Um, yeah, m- maybe his walk weight's 175 or something when he when he fights – featherweight right right but he but he he used to i mean on the scale on weigh-in day like he looked emaciated you know what i mean like he was real gout right like on the scale like it never looked weak or anything but you're like god damn that's fucking that's he's cut yeah yeah definitely a huge featherweight i i would it would be almost impossible i think for him at this point of his career to make featherweight again right like yeah it's you know i mean um but Yeah, I mean, I think 170 is probably not where he needs to be. He's a 155-er. Yeah, I mean, should stay at 155. That's his best place. Uh, 170, you know, Nate Diaz, again, uh, uh, always fought at 155, has fought at 170 as well, doesn't like to cut weight. Big 155-er, kind of a small 170-er, you know what I mean, on the smaller side. Um, But, yeah, I mean, 170 against some of those dudes that are, like, monsters at 170, like a fucking – like a Robbie Lawler, do you really like Cowboy Cerrone is tough as shit for sure. You know what I mean? And I, maybe they fought at lightweight too. Where's like Robbie
1: Lawler? It. Has anybody seen Robbie Lawler? Is he on a, is he on a milk carton? Where's that guy been?
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. He fought, you know, Robbie's, Towards the tail end of his career, he fought Col- Colby Covington, I believe, last and lost, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, hate to hate to see that happen, right? Like, but
1: uh, guys don't want to go out gracefully. It's tough. He's going to end up in like Bellator or something where like nobody cares. It, you yeah, know, right, anything right. goes.
0: Right, and like uh, well, like you know, like Derek Lewis fought last night and he knocked out Curtis Blades. Whoa, it was nasty knockout. No, nasty here's knockout. here's a hot,
1: here's a pro tip. Don't ever bend over into a punch. Oh yeah, he Holy got... crap, did that guy bend over right into Lewis's uppercut? Like Oh, and just like fucking annihilated him. Wow. Yeah. Oh,
0: fucking knocked him into next week. Yeah. But a lot of good fights coming up. I'm pretty, you know, pretty pumped on what's what's going on with the next UFC 259. There's like three title fights. Right. You, you got Jan versus Izzy and um
1: ESPN Plus likes to offer me like, "Hey, here's a discount. Buy these fights at sixty dollars i'm like oh man bro it's rough i'm it's like rough. i already rough pay out... every month for this
0: i know it's rough out in these streets yeah yeah seriously it's tough it's tough being a pimp out here yeah it is man it is but, but like right. i you know mm.
1: may, maybe but probably not i i watch the i don't know of...
0: maybe that yeah i don't know you got amanda nunez fighting that's going to be a good fight and yeah. I think you got the Bantam. I mean, there's three title fights. Could be a good card. Maybe worth it. You know what I mean? Nunez I mean, you... moving
1: into goat territory.
0: Oh yeah. She's a badass. She is. She really is. She's really a bad, I mean, she was in goat territory when she knocked out uh, Chris Cyborg. You know what I mean? Like the, she slept Ronda Rousey. And I know that Holly Holmes slept Ronda Rousey before that, but she slept Ronda Rousey. She slept Misha Tate. She slept Chris, Chris Cyborg. You know what yep. I mean? Like, She's a bad motherfucker, man. Yeah, Amanda I mean, Nunez as far as, is, like,
1: a who's who of female MMA, like, short of short of slapping around Gina Carano in addition, she's beaten everybody who's been somebody. Yeah, no, for sure, 100%. So, it's almost I, impossible to say anybody else could possibly be the GOAT.
0: Yeah, no, I'm A-OK with Amanda Nunez as the GOAT of female fighters, for sure. Agreed. For sure. So, but yeah, sports... Now let's Sports.
1: talk about it. movies, books, and stuff. Comics and stuff. stuff. Yeah. Novels and short doctor series. Right. Mm. Or maybe just one movie in particular. Yeah. Or just one episode of one show. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, we watched a movie. HBO Max did us a solid, and they didn't wait, and they didn't hold out. They're and good they, like that. They, we got a, what was it, Christmas or New Year's? I think it was Christmas.
0: I think it was Christmas. Christmas, yeah, we it, it got uh,
1: you know they dropped Wonder Woman two, Wonder Woman eighty four, yep, and um, uh, they it probably deserved to be dropped on HBO Max instead of going to a theater anyway.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, so. I really enjoyed the first Wonder Woman movie. I think it was- A lot, yeah, for some odd reason, a lot, yeah. Yeah, I I feel like it was one of the better movies in the DCEU, right? Outside of like the Batman movies and like the Joker. Like those are sort of like different classification movies that don't really fall into the Justice League type movie, right? Right. Or or, you know what I mean? Um, So I I thought the, the original, the first Wonder Woman movie was actually really, really good. Uh, Gal Gadot, really, really good as Wonder Woman. Uh, the story was really good. Uh, all this other shit. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I mean, wa- like the big bad, like like seeing um was a little bit like of a of a letdown at the end. But I like For the sure. story in general. Yeah, I thought it right? was pretty good. Yeah. So so here's a funny thing. I just watched this last night, so it's it's a great, it's an interesting like you know I don't know I don't want to call it before and after, but there's like a difference between. The DC, uh, you know, the DC, you know, movie universe is Wonder Woman, which is a great introduction to her and Justice League War, which was a um, one of their DC animation films um, from a bunch of years back where it's basically like there's probably four uh, DC animation movies that are the exact same thing and a bunch of comics that are the exact same thing. Here's the Justice League. They just got together. They just made, met each other for the first time and they've yep. got to fight fucking dark side. Yep. So, you see Wonder Woman in this and she she acts like she's just gotten off the boat from Themyscira and has never been amongst humans before. And so she's like standing outside of the White House and Steve Trevor's there and he's like, a, you know, the president wants to talk to you and she's like, oh, I didn't want to wait. But she's like, hello, I am, hello. And she like, you know, she meets this tiny, this child in the street. She's like, what? what is this you're eating? She's like, it's ice cream and it's the best thing ever. She's like, well, that's amazing. She takes out her freaking sword and she's like pointing it at the vendor who's like showing, like, who's like vending the ice cream. He's like, you've done amazing. Like this chef is amazing. Like, it's like she's never seen the human world outside of like you know paradise island or whatever yeah right, and she's right, like right. such a noons about everything and i'm like nice. oh man this and then she meets like you she meets she interacts with like the justice league and you know she's smitten with superman because he's like you know god yeah level. He's fu-
0: yeah, yeah he's fucking and then alpha, she's like right.
1: she like basically is embarrassed <laughs> by everyone else who's like half hitting on her like Green Lantern, Shazam, all these dudes like half hitting on her like which is like super embarrassing but also you got to remember Shazam's like an 8-year-old. So it's like Oh yeah, yeah. In, in reality, he's just a boy, right? Yeah, he, he's like a he's like a prepubescent teenage boy, but he's also like, "Yo, do you have a, Is he your boyfriend? No? Cool, watch this." And then he gets beat up and it's like but it's like there's a, there's very different takes on the kind of the origin story of Wonder Woman, and the first, the first movie, Patty Jenkins' first movie, was really good, and I thought they did really well with that. I she thought so of, too. She kind of fell for Steve Trevor in a kind of a way that I was not really excited about. Like it was kind of like, eh, it's kind of like a little weak. Right. But it's right. a love story nonetheless. This, right. the sophomore effort. Oof.
0: I was so we we've had so it's been a while since we watched this and and got it on the docket on an episode right and and I I've gone back and forth at it and at one point I was like I can't wait till we get on this episode and I shit all over Wonder Woman 1984 right <laughs> and then we talked about it and I was like yeah I guess you know you got a fair point right like I mean it wasn't that bad and so now I'm somewhere in the middle like it wasn't that bad but oh man like so first of all the one thing that I, I have to bring up right is. So uh, Diana gets her, towards the end of the movie, gets her special Wonder Woman suit from it's Linda special Carter. Special armor. Yeah, right? God damn it, DC. What is, you are owned by Warner Brothers, right? It is a major fucking corporation. Why is your CGI so bad? Why Why is it so bad? It is always shiny, like fucking Cyborg looked like shit. Aquaman looked like shit. And now Wonder Woman, you want to fucking t- you know, like, let's not even bring up the Green Lantern and why you couldn't have Ryan Reynolds just Ugh. wear a mask, right? Like, man. Um, why do you need feel the need to do this shitty CGI that just takes me out of the story instantly? And then what was the point of that armor? Right? Because Linda Carter, her special armor that saved the day. All she, everybody just ran past her. The armor didn't do
1: anything. You know, I think, I think the, I think the reason for the armor, the way it was, was in a poor way to put over Cheetah as a, arch nemesis sure right like and, this was this armor that saved you know the amazonians from you know like dudes and whatever but like it immediate, it almost immediately gets tore up by cheetah and so i like that in that they try to make the cheetah a very um formidable foil.
0: yeah i i agree right? and i
1: think my favorite
0: aspect of 1984 was probably
1: Kristen wig
0: Kristen wig as well, like is it kirsten or Kristen I yeah, I, but sure. I yeah right but i thought she actually did a really good job as cheetah i wasn't expecting i i guess with Kristen wig being more of a comedic actress right? right right like i wasn't really expecting it but i was like you know what this is not bad i don't <laughs> mind cheetah i liked i liked cheetah better than pedro pascal's donald trump-esque yeah like so character. here's so you know so i mean
1: so two things one um, Kirsten Wig has done some serious stuff. Um, there's a movie out there with Bill Hader that she did. And it was a, it was, they were like kind of depressive, uh, twins. And I can't remember what the title of it was. It's a very good movie. Um, okay. so she can do these roles, but like she has a physical comedy. Uh, she has physical comedy chops that are like really good. For but sure. She she played a great role in this kind of nerdy per, this nerdy girl you know who yeah a- you know, absolutely came, you know hot or whatever right right yes yeah. um so so like there there is that and, and and you know that role was done well and and as a like physical um arch nemesis it came off really well like Agreed. i did, i took it seriously like i didn't think like oh well she's a comedic actress and she's going to get beat up but no it wasn't like that she when when she made that dark turn And she started to get the power that she craved because she was always this mousy.
0: Yeah. This mousy like curator, right? right. Like, like always ignored. I was ignored. Yeah. She's always
1: ignored. No one cared. No one took her seriously as a romantic interest. No one cared about her as a woman. Right. Right. I wish I was more like you, Diana. Yes. Right. And then things happen. Um, So, you know, in that regard, I thought that that was, that was good. It wasn't great. It was good. Especially the CGI cheetah part at the end.
0: Eh.
1: I mean, again, it's like, I don't understand. But but remember, like the cheetah look, that's the, that was the look of the cheetah character in canon. Yeah. And I don't think you need to get there somehow. Yeah. And
0: I don't think that was horrible. Right. Like, but it's just like, sometimes when, when DC does CGI, it's just terrible. I don't know what their problem is with like.
1: Metallic elements—they're terrible. Uh, metallic Wonder elements. Woman one, one—the first Wonder Woman, Woman uh, movie, Ares looked terrible. Um, yeah. The, the Justice League movie, Steppenwolf looked pretty terrible. Steppenwolf looked terrible. Cyborg looked terrible. Yeah. Cyborg looked absolutely garbage. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I—I I, I think they did a terrible job with some of that stuff. you you're, you know. So, but anyway, um, next point. The this whole, this whole uh, Pedro Pascal Maxwell Lord as Donald Trump trope. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, don't get it. Now, so here's the thing: it didn't bring anything to the story. To be honest, I, no, with no, you. no, 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 no. I don't get the comparison. I don't see it. I also know of Maxwell Lord in DC canon. Um, they didn't make him as cunning and conniving as Maxwell Lord is in canon. But I also didn't see like I don't know who decided that this was a Donald Trump esque character but I don't know, but I didn't see it. Donald Trump doesn't give a shit about his kids that I could see or that I know of, but yet this guy was like, I want my kid to be proud of me. Yeah, as that's far true. As, that's like, as far point. as I know, historically, Donald Trump has had daddy issues, and he has never felt like, his, you know, he's always wanted his father's respect and admiration and that's never something that he's gotten and, and I could be wrong and people may be mad that I've made this this like comparison but but like this is the way that things are like this is a legitimate you know this is legitimate uh critique of Donald Trump but you don't see that here he's not cartoonish I mean he's cartoonish in a way
0: yeah, I mean, I think maybe his look, right? But it's supposed to be the '80s. But their whole approach—it's the '80s. It's yeah. But I mean, I think their whole approach to the '80s was very cartoonish and very over the top, right? Like, if you take a look at—I—I I thought so because if you take a look at a series like Stranger Things or a series like The Americans, right, that is set in that time time frame, right? Like, there is some aspects of people
1: wearing leg warmers and shit, right? Bro. Yeah, bro, bro. I remember 1984. Okay. Yeah, I do like too, man. The scene yeah. at the mall in the beginning of the movie, that's what people look like. That's how for, they dressed. For sure, for people sure. People wore I, fanny packs and, you know, parachute, you know.
0: Oh, no. uh, you know. 100%. 100%. There's a lot of, like, neon colors and neon pinks and neon yellows and shit like that, for sure. Right. I think that was accurate, right? But I feel like some of the haircuts are, like, overdone. Like, I mean, yes, the Boz existed, right? But, like, you take the Boz, you amp that up to, like, 20, and that's where, like, (laughs) DC took those haircuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah, Yeah. not only do we have people with mullets, they're, like, fucking huge, like, fucking comb-over mullets and shit like that. It's unbelievable. I think that they lost...
1: I think that they lost the plot when they went... I think they went, so one, the, the movie was uh, like easily a half an hour, 45 minutes too long. Oh, yeah. Two, tw- two hours, 20 minutes is way too long for this. Now, you know, granted, it, it didn't seem that way. Like, it didn't really feel too it dragged long. At t- it dragged at times. You know what I mean? But. but they also lost the plot when they, they leaned too hard into the kind of um, sexist tropes that you would have seen amongst 80s men. Like, you know, Diana shows up to this party, she gets out, she looks great, she's showing leg, dudes are hitting on her weird. Um, They didn't need that. Like, it it wasn't necessary and I don't think it helped. We know what the 80s was like. I don't think you need to lean into it to get get your point across for a comic book superhero story. I don't think that that was necessary. Like, I get it that she's like a goddess. And and you know But
0: we've all seen weird science. We know what the 80s were about. Let's we know just what, fucking yeah, move on. We know you goddesses, all I mean? yeah. right?
1: We saw Kelly LeBrock. We know oh, what that sure. is. For okay. Sure. Yeah. So they leaned into that a little bit too much and I don't think it was necessary. The the thing that I really thought that really hurt the story altogether was the kind of, you know, rabbit's foot wishing rock bit. You oh, lose, yeah,
0: that,
1: yeah, yeah, you that, lose that, everything when the story dumb. gets too, you know, like I suspend a certain amount of disbelief to get into superhero canon, right? Yes. Yeah. We, we always sure. will do that. We will always suspend a certain amount of disbelief to believe that people are... You know, larger than life superheroes, and that they have these powers, or that, in the case of people like Batman, they are super freaking smart and they're they're super de, they're super detectives, and they and have they're great, trained by secret ninjas, and right, shit like they're that. trained by a secret they, ninja they, yeah. cult in the Far East or whatever. Yeah,
0: but. right. There is there you have to you there has to be some suspension of disbelief in order to fucking
1: uh, look at a superhero movie, right? But like to to get into this kind of wishing rock bit and then double down on it multiple times over like you know keep in mind in the beginning of the movie after they would found this thing the cheetah is cheetah whoever what i forget what her name is she's like i really wish i was like you diana they had their little girl date and then cheetah you know she finds herself and her
0: wish comes true. It comes the true. stone.
1: And she she kind <laughs> of like realizes that like over time she realizes that Diana has a lot more, you know, go and just her looks and whatever.
0: Yeah, right, right, right. But the then confidence and all this yeah, blah blah. Later
1: blah. on they double down on that wish. Not only do, do I want to be like Wonder Woman, now I want to be an apex predator and she becomes this I don't know how they landed on the cheetah, cheetah as Cheetah
0: yeah right right it makes no sense it's like that entire premise right like Aladdin does a better treatment of wishing magic than fucking this exactly. movie did yeah i mean like it really did it really and did
1: so that that that's where the issue lies for me is that they just they just kind of go over the top with this and then it 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 makes it really hard to follow because then i'm spending way too much time involved in this kind of wishing theory. And then you see, like, I get that you see, like, really dark parts of humanity come out. Like, you know, when the when the woman's in the store and she wishes all the Irishmen wouldn't be allowed into England and stuff and the guy disappears because the wish came true.
0: Yeah. That that yeah. kind
1: of darker part of humanity comes out. And, and I get that that happens. And then, you know, they also realize that that's kind of the history of this this trinket is that you know when you allow people to do you know when you allow people to have these wishes they right. will wish for the darkest and the worst darkest things.
0: yeah the worst thing comes out in, in 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 all of humanity right like right i guess that's sort of the point but i think one of the things that was really dark right like but maybe not mentioned that much <clears throat> excuse me is um the whole thing with uh, Trevor coming back from the dead, right? Or, or, yeah, dude.
1: Oh, that's man.
0: that's uncomfortable, man. That's uncomfortable because, like, even though she's seeing him, right? He's a dude. He's some other dude. It's some an, other it's dude. A,
1: it's some And other then dude. they bang, dude. Then yeah. they they bang. Oh man, it was so weird. It's so weird. It's weird. weird. It, it is. It is weird, man. And then he, they have like the self awareness where like he's looking in the mirror and seeing this other dude, but then it's him. And it's like, oh, man, it's
0: it's fucking odd, man. It really is odd.
1: Like if you're going to wish that Steve, if if you're going to wish that your love interest was alive still. And I get that, you know, he was dated and he might have died and he died in like whatever, 42. I don't know what. Yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? And you're like, I'm going to wish he's alive. You don't need you literally do not need to have invasion of the body snatchers with this. Like you don't need to have him take over some other dude's body. Yeah. It's
0: it's it was it was an odd it was an odd choice, right? Yeah. So you could have just
1: had him be there, and it would have sufficed. And then the same general premise would have then applied, where you know, for her to conquer this, she needs to rescind her wish. It is very painful, and that is why that's the that's the great part of the plot is this moralistic. Yeah, I mean mean? that that felt that felt heavy handed as well
0: you know right. what I mean like I mean it really did but but that's the moralistic tug of war that oh, happens yeah, right. when you for could sure. have all of for your sure. wishes
1: if you could have all of your wishes what would you wish for
0: right, right 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 would you do yeah would you do what's best for you or what's best for everyone for everyone right, right. exactly right or would, so would you, you
1: let your anger and your hate and your fear guide you to make sure. choices that you shouldn't really make so, like, I get, you know, you know, I get that and I get that it was tough for her to give that up and to give up that love. And I think that that's I, cool that they, they did that. But, you know. And that's what makes her a hero, right? Right. Like, it, it does. Yeah, it, it really makes, does.
0: Right. Yeah. So, so, you know. Where, was, do you, where, where do you land on it? Overall, where do you <sighs> land on it?
1: Man, dude. <sighs> you know, out of ten, it's really like a four. And I'm 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 being I'm being heavy-handed with my rating because I feel like they had so much to live up to, because the first movie was good enough. Was so,
0: yeah yeah absolutely. I
1: agree. And Gal Gadot's portrayal of Wonder Woman in all of the films that she's been in so far, right Justice League and things like that, sure, has yeah. been so has been really solid. Yeah, and I think that they just the movie was too long. The story was a bit too contrived. Um, things got a little bit weird and creepy. I didn't need the overabundance of sexism to know that we're in the eighties. It just, it just over, it just overindulged like too much. Now they They, greenlit, they greenlit a third movie. So I'm hoping that they come back to kind of like a happy medium, but they went too far here. And I thought that this was going to be kind of a really good one off. Wonder Woman film where they created a character, you know, they created a villain that was, that was worth fighting and it, and it it all worked out in the end, but it just got too, it got too weird. And I just, you know, I, I I didn't think it got weird enough where people were seeing Donald Trump and Maxwell Lord. I didn't see it. So to those people, you know, maybe Trump derangement syndrome actually exists. I don't know, but, um, it just wasn't good enough. And so like, for me, it's a four. Yeah,
0: I'm probably somewhere in that same area for four and a half. You know what I mean? Like there there are elements of it that are entertaining. Like I said, Kirsten Wig was definitely a surprise for me. I thought she I was pretty good. She was pretty good in there. Uh, Gal Gadot, who has been fabulous as Wonder Woman, her performance felt flat across the board like I really didn't care that much, you know what I mean? Like there was some emotional aspect of it, but for the most part I was like, "Meh. It was fun seeing Linda Carter, uh, Pedro Pascal that I love. I mean, he's the fucking Mandalorian and the Red Viper of Dawn. Like I you know what I mean? Like the fucking dude is just fucking he's Pedro goddamn Pascal. Um
1: he was You waste you waste you waste a good character and this often happens in um you know, comic canon movies where you waste a good villain. And I feel like he was wasted. like yeah. if, you know, like I feel yeah. like there is, you know, if they wanted to just nonstop make movies, like if if people wanted to commit themselves and just say, just pay me a buttload of money, and i'll just I'll just never stop making superhero movies. You could just continuously churn out like Justice League movies where the villains are continuously doing, you know, whatever. And Maxwell oh, sure. would be sure. a phenomenal villain because of the way he was, you know, like I actually want to see, you know, I actually want to see the part in canon where Wonder Woman just snaps his neck
0: yeah right like, there was a lot a lot of things that could have been done for sure but yeah. i mean i just think overall this movie just really came short right of like its potential there's just so much better stuff out there you know if you have the chance to see it free streaming then yeah for sure if you are gonna i think it's on amazon prime now for like 1995 as like an early release rental yeah right that popped your out.
1: yeah
0: right like nah don't don't pay for it it wait for it to be free again on some other streaming
1: service give it a go but other than that man if you're if i'm going to pay 1995 i need to be able to download it strip it down make memes make videos have nobody bother me about content laws and yeah just, because like 20 bucks is just that's insane yeah but no. yeah i mean look you know and and they'll have an opportunity to take this criticism and possibly make a better third movie and we'll see where that lands in canon because a lot of things in the DC, you know, you know, movie universe are getting redone as we speak. Um, Ray Fisher is out as Cyborg. Like there is a lot of issues there yeah, between yeah. Ray Fisher as Cyborg and Joss Whedon and like a lot of the issues that Joss Whedon has had in the past have come to light. And, um, I think, I think Ray Fisher's overplayed his hand here because the Cyborg is not an important character and they proved it by putting a version of Cyborg in Doom Patrol. That's probably, you know, appropriate. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. A hundred percent. Well,
0: that's about all the time we got today everybody thanks for stopping by thanks for hanging out thanks for coming and visiting we always appreciate it um we didn't say it this episode so just real fucking quick shouts to sweet lou for no apparent reason whatsoever
1: ram mcnally how it back
0: yeah fucking fucking frenchie on the five uh but again for myself andy liaskos and Patrick Baynes. Thanks for coming by. Deuces. As
1: always.